All right. Well, listen, good morning. Uh, welcome. New Life Church here at the barn at Snyder Farms. Uh, different venue, but the same people. And uh, we're so thankful for you guys uh, to make the journey out on this wet day uh, and to be a part of what we're calling our Fall Family Fun Day. A lot of you have done a lot of extra things to help make today happen, and we want you to know that doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, we appreciate you and all the work and all the things you're doing to make today successful and fruitful. You know, I was thinking, Gary, I was looking at, your, uh, at the blueprint there of the Dream Center and uh, how that will be your permanent home. And as a church, we don't have a permanent home yet. But what we are doing is sowing. How many of you know before you can have, you have to give? And so I think it's a prophetic move for us today to have what we're doing and to be able to take some time today and, and take our, uh, our, some of our resources and sow that into the Dream Center. And uh, because we want to see that happen for you, as well as a lot of folks around this community who are partnering with you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a f phenomenal thing to see the work of the body of Christ in Jackson come together and unify and partner to help make this thing happen. And uh, we're not just the only ones. We're just a, a part of it. But we're thankful to be a part of that. Amen, church? Amen. So we've been in this series called Vision 2020, Let Hope Arise. And uh, how many of you know if you're going to have a vision, have a good one. Have one that's going to bring some hope. Have one that's going to lift the spirits of people. Have one that's going to encourage the souls of the saints. Have one that's going to draw in the lost and help build people's lives for the glory of God. That's what this church is about. That's what this vision, this whole vision 2020 is about. We've been hearing over the last several weeks things in, in, in groups of 20s. And uh, we're going to do that again today. I'm going to briefly share uh, 20 things that I love about New Life Church. 20 things I love about New Life Church. That's you. That's the people. That's, that's uh, what this is about. And I've asked uh, my pastors, Fred and Valerie Bennett, are here with us today from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, and they're going to be coming up here shortly when I finish. And I've asked them to say a special prayer over Haley and I and over us as a church to recommission us for the next 20 years. Amen? Because I want to be able to be standing before you in 20 years saying, look around at what God has done. Amen? And I don't want to be just barely making it with my tongue hanging out, out of breath. I want to be able to do it well, do it honorably, do it healthy, in spirit, soul, and body. Amen? And I want you guys right there with me and your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, whoever else we can pull in with the nets of the kingdom. Amen? So let me turn your attention to a scripture here today. It's 1 Corinthians 3. I believe you have it here on the screen. You can follow along. Paul writes these words, and he says, After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting church or who does the watering. What's important here is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants, the one who waters, work together. Amen? Work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. And verse 9, 
For we are both God's workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. You know, we work with God. That's partnership. God works in us. That's relationship. God lives in us. That's his ownership in our lives. I think this scripture is a very good summary of our church as together for 40 years that we have been working with God in partnership. We've been letting God work in us through relationship and we've been benefiting from God living in us his ownership of our souls. You know, there's a lot of things that stick out to me when I think about our church and things I love about our church, so I've narrowed it down. 20 things and I put it in five groups, all right? 20 things I love about New Life Church in five groups. Group one is this. I love your love. Your love is the earmark of discipleship. As Jesus said to his disciples in John 13, he said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I love your love for Jesus and God's word. I love your love, New Life Church, for your your love for one another. I love your love for Haley and I and our little family. Thank you, New Life Church, for letting Jesus fill you with his love and for you being love to this city, to one another, and literally around the world. Amen? Can you guys hear me okay in the very back? I know the rain's coming down. Okay, all right, good. I see those hands. Bless you. (laughs) Group two, I love your faithfulness. Your faithfulness is the footprint of participation. The old Paul told the young Timothy, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. I love your your faithfulness to give and to be generous. You always amaze this pastor of your generosity. I love your faithfulness to serve and to be hospitable. You do it no matter where we are. We're in a barn and you still show hospitality and you show up to serve. I love your faithfulness to pray and to believe God. All the work that went on this morning, there were still pockets of people stopping to say prayer this morning because they realized this thing must honor the Lord. I love your faithfulness for that. And I also love your faithfulness to participate and not just spectate. I thank you, church. You're not a church that just sits out and watches, but you're a church that gets involved. And that is what's needed in our day and time. Thank you, New Life Church, for remaining faithful over the years and through every season. Group three, you with me? I love your willingness. I'm talking about you. I'm bragging on you. The Bible says don't boast about yourself, but let somebody else do it for you. And that's what I'm doing for you today. I want you to know I'm boasting on you. In the, I love your willingness. Your willingness is the handprint of sacrifice. Another thing Paul told Timothy, he said, I'm willing, Timothy, I'm willing to endure anything if it was salvation and the eternal glory in Christ Jesus to 
to God and to people around. I'm willing to endure anything. Sacrifice. This is the handprint of sacrifice. And I love your willingness, your willingness to bend and to be flexible through the seasons of transition. Over 40 years, you, a lot of you have been here for a long time, you've seen the church transition season to season, location to location. But I appreciate your willingness to be flexible. I also love your willingness to not be married to a building, but rather to be married to the building of the kingdom of God. We wouldn't be here today if you were not willing to move from a building to another building to another building to another building. Literally, we wouldn't be here if you didn't decide to come here today to this building. But I thank you, church, at your heart. You're willing to not be married to brick and mortar. And thankfully, we're no longer married to a mortgage payment, praise God. That feels good. And you're willing to be married to building God's kingdom on the earth. And I thank you for that, for letting the Lord, your shepherd, lead you to peaceful streams and onward down the righteous paths. Group four, your heart. I love your heart. Your heart is the pulse of this church. Jesus said it this way. He said, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. Good heart. You have a good heart, church. You have a good heart. And I love your heart. I love your heart to have a multi-generational church. Thank you for not making our young people wait till they're grown before they're able to do anything in the life of this church. Thank you for creating a platform. Thank you for creating opportunity. And thank you for cheering on this young and up-and-coming generation who's not perfect, but neither are we. But you give them chance. You give them room for error, but you also make sure you pour on forgiveness and pour on mentorship and a model of an example of what a church can be in this city that's multi-generational. Also, I love your heart. I love your heart to have a multi-racial church. Thank you for that. Thank you that you're not stuck on white or black or yellow or red or whatever color, but you're open to all people of all ages, of all races. And church, I think that beautifully shows what the kingdom of heaven is really all about. To have a church like this, it takes heart. It takes heart because it's really in here. We can say things from our mouths, but really it's about what we believe in our hearts. And ultimately, out of the good treasure of our heart is what will come out. And it shows because look around. We have all kinds of people here today. And I thank you for that church. Thank you for having that kind of heart. And lastly, I told you I'd be brief. That's two weeks in a row I'm being brief on you. I love your commitment. I love your commitment. Your commitment is the backbone of our future. Paul, writing to believers, the Thessalonian believers, he said this. He said, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. I love your commitment 
to the vision of New Life Church. To be a church filled with the Holy Spirit, making devoted followers of Jesus Christ through the gathering, the gospel, and the Great Commission. I love your commitment to the vision. Because if we're not committed to the vision, then there's no way it could happen. And I'm thankful that we have a people, a body of believers, a faith family who's committed to the vision of allowing and wanting God's spirit to be poured out into our lives, for his word to be rich in our hearts, and for his purpose to be coming forth out of our families and our relationships together. Amen. I love your commitment. I love your commitment to know that this church is not built on me, but it is built on Jesus. And with Jesus, as Paul told us, it takes a team. And I thank you for your commitment. I love your commitment. Part of our team, our dedicated staff, and a variety of lay leadership. These folks labor in service among you. And really, they're the ones that, that need to be honored today. Those of you who are part of our church staff, would you take a moment and stand? Meaning you, you work at the church. You get paid by the church, your staff. Come on, stand up all around. Some more. And how about, you, how about you lay leaders who labor amongst the church? Stand. Let me see your faces. Let me see you. You, you're, you know who you are. You're lay leaders. It's not just one. Come on. Lay leaders of all ages. Stand. Our board, our elders, amen, our deacons. Come on, everybody. Your lay leaders, stand up. Stand up. Your lay leaders. Your leaders in the church. Come on. People need to see you. People need to know you. People need to appreciate you. People need to honor you. People need to know that your heart is in this thing for the Lord. Amen. I debated on whether I should have you stand or not. Because there was no way I could get around to tell you all, hey, I'm going to have you stand. Because then you'd probably be like, I should go to the bathroom at 1132. And number 20, your commitment. I love your commitment to our outside elders. You know, I firmly believe as a pastor of a church that it, I should not be the sole one who is the only one who has all the things that I can say or do and make it happen. That as a leader before you, I believe it should be one of, uh, that I should try to model an example uh, before you that we all need other people to be voices in our life. And we have outside elders for that. Our outside elders serve you by praying for you. They support us with wise counsel and accountability. And they also bring some insightful preaching in their ministry here. And we are very fortunate today to have one of our outside elder couples with us today. As I mentioned, Pastors Fred and Valerie Bennett are with us today. You know, they've been my pastors for over 25 years. Yeah, I know I look young, but I ain't that young. 25 years. He ordained me. February of 1998 at Christ the Rock Metro Church in Memphis, Tennessee. By the way, a multicultural, multiracial, multigenerational church as well. One of the very, very first ones in that entire county. And I want to thank you, church, for always opening up your hearts so that when these elders come in, you know, I committed to you several years ago when we made the move that I wanted to have these elders come in at least once a year if the schedule is permitted. And these two have been faithful uh, to, to do that. They've come actually a couple times in, uh, in the same year. 
and, uh, and I appreciate that about them. They always answer my phone calls, and if not, they always call me back. And, and one of the things they always tell me is that we pray for you and your church every single morning. Every single morning. So I want you to know that, that these are some stellar people. These are some people who have been in this thing longer than our church has been around. And they're still here. And they're not hobbling. They're not crippling. They've been, they, they've been through the battles. They've got some battle scars that will talk and tell some stories. But the thing that stands out is their commitment to the call on their life. And now God's using them in different ways to really be pastors to pastors and leaders to leaders. And they're here today. And I've asked them to come to take the remainder of our few minutes left. And they're going to share for just a moment. But they're going to pray. And they're going to pray for Haley and I. And they're going to pray for you and all of us as a church. Again, to recommission us for the next 20 years. Help me welcome Pastors Fred and Valerie Bennett. Love you, love you. I just want to I just want to piggyback on the word that came forth from your your associate pastor about the 40 years. I was a teacher and uh, 40 means a time of testing. And you know with a test you either pass it or you fail it. And I, I heard the Lord say, you passed the test. You have passed the test. You have passed the test. That means you can go to the next level in what the Lord has for you. And he's got another level, and it's brand new. It's a new season. It's a new everything. So embrace it. Transition. Don't be afraid. Just keep on keeping on. God's doing a great thing in this body, and we're proud of our kids. We are. They're our kids, too. We're proud of them. And God's doing a great work in them. They are people of character and integrity. They will not lead you astray. You've passed the test, so go for it. Get the reward. Get the medal. Get the bouquet. Whatever. Stay up here. <laughs> All right. Um, 20 things. I wondered how you were going to do that so quickly, but that was really well done. And uh, you, you should really meditate on that. Isn't it wonderful to have leaders that bless you, that encourage you, that tell you when you're doing stuff right and what they really admire about Christ in you, the hope of glory? Because after all, folks, all these things that he listed there are the work of Christ in each one of us. This is how he's revealing himself, not only to us, but also to this world in which we are to be witnesses. We're to be bright and shining lights. We're to be the salt of the earth, not something that's hidden, not something that's uh, distracted and taken away. Uh, there were a couple of things that really jumped out at me when you talked about the fact that uh, uh, Dream Center's going to get their building and we're in faith for you on that. Um, and this church sold a building and has been uh, more or less nomadic, I guess you could say, uh, from one place to another. But, you know, I, I so often hear people saying, oh, we need another move of God. If God would just move. You know what? If, if you're waiting for a move of God, you've got to be willing to move. Move yourself. And that's what this congregation has displayed is that willingness. Everybody can't do that. Everybody's not up for that. 
but we commend you for that, for your willingness to move with what the Lord is doing. You know, I, I was so enthused when we drove up. I had, he told me it was a barn. I had no idea what I was driving to. And uh, so I was really relieved when I saw this place. And then when we walked in, I thought, well, this is the fanciest barn I've ever been in. I don't think I've ever been in one with a shan- chandeliers. It's got several chandeliers. But uh, this is really quite beautiful. But uh, uh, just as Brother Prentice was sharing with us earlier, there are certain things that go on in barns. Uh, I mean, there, there are places where you, you bring in what's been harvested, you store what's going to be used to harvest with, things are birthed in barns, all kinds of things happen that are just important for the kingdom of God. So this willingness to be here today on such a rainy day, but truly it feels like fall, doesn't it? It feels like autumn, so we praise God for that. And then the other thing that he talked about was diversity. You know, one thing I've noticed about this church is that uh, Christ the Rock, now Renewal Church, and uh, Jackson Family Worship Center, and now New Life Church, have been almost mirror images of each other in many, many ways. It's the same DNA. And I believe that this is something that God is still working in the earth today. We are showing the world, yes, we can be one. We can worship together. We can fellowship together. We can love one another like nobody's business, praise God. And we can truly be a witness to such a divided toxic culture that we're living in today you are the kingdom of God on earth saying no we don't have to be that way there is something new and it's called new life here in Jackson Tennessee praise God well what do we say about Jeremy and Haley you know uh, there are you know we have our own son Chris and our daughter, they're both involved in the ministry of our church, and we just love everything God is doing in and through them, and we applaud them, we cheer them on. I retired from pastoring that church 10 years ago, but now I, I myself am being recommissioned. Uh, just just this week, I learned that uh, I'm being re, uh, what, reestablished, uh, uh, restarted as an elder in the church and, uh, and as a, uh, a pastor uh, over the community groups in our church. And so it's a new phase of life. But that's what walking with the Lord is about. It's about making these transitions from one stage of life to another and recognizing that. Uh, we count these two as our children as well. They're spiritual children, but hey, that's certainly as good as the natural child, and uh, in some ways maybe even better. But they are truly a son and daughter of our life and our ministry. And we have always been so blessed to be around them. We've had quite a journey together. And uh, it's had some ups and downs, and we've seen some difficult times together. But you know, the relationship has remained strong. And what I've seen in this couple is how strong they are for the Lord. They're just like you and me. We have our days, okay, but resurrection power is working in all of us. And God will revive us and raise us up again. And so I just commend them. I I know I don't need to. I know you know this. 
but they are such a tremendous witness to being true followers of Christ. You know, uh, we, we've seen Jeremy in the church, in our Bible school, and then uh, it being our youth pastor and uh, come in and being commissioned to come here to Jackson and uh, uh, where he and Haley came into uh, uh, your father's church as associates, I believe, at first, and then as senior pastors, and then with all the move, say move, if you want a move of God, you got to be ready to move. And with all the moving that's gone on, and who knows what the Lord has in the future. But uh, it's just been a tremendous journey together, and we're so blessed by them. W- would you guys come up and just stand here with us for a moment? And uh, we want to pray over them and speak over their lives and uh, just be a blessing for this recommissioning. Now, recommissioning is really where you're starting something new. You're recognizing I've come to a new phase, a new stage of life and my calling, and I'm about to do something new. I think I may have shared with you that while we were in Thailand at the end of this past year, the Lord gave me a passage of Scripture from Psalm 71. And uh, the psalmist cries out, O Lord, when I am old and gray-headed, can I get a witness? I'm, uh, okay, uh, some people with me, okay, on that. When I'm old and gray-headed, do not forsake me so that I may proclaim your power to another generation and your mighty acts to all who will come. And you know, no sooner had we returned to Memphis and gotten plugged back into the church than it started happening. Suddenly our son came to us and said that uh, he wanted us to be a part of a particular uh, community group in our church. And I said, well, which one? He said, well, it's over in Binghampton, which is a transitional neighborhood in Memphis. And he said, they're a bunch of millennials. And he said they wanted somebody old and gray-headed. And I thought, oh, yeah, that was that word, wasn't it? <laughs> but uh, actually they said they needed a mom and dad. Is what they needed. And so it was such a blessing to be able to do that. So that's what recommissioning, I believe, is about. You come to a new season in your life and in your ministry. Jeremy. You know, I didn't realize that was the anglicized form of Jeremiah. God has loosed you in this day and in this hour for a new work. For a new stage of your ministry. You've been a young man. You've been a zealous young pastor. But now you are stepping into your fatherhood. As a spiritual leader yourself. And you are going to be on the forefront together. As your one of revitalizing the church. Remember that word. Revitalize. It means to make alive again and there are so many churches who would give anything to have what you have here this morning some of you may be thinking we're out in a pasture (laughs) we're in a barn (laughs) but you have life and you have it more abundantly and you have it in an increasing measure and you have hope and you're exalting the Lord your God so many churches would love to have this life 
God is going to use you to revitalize. Revitalize by example, by modeling what the Lord is doing here at New Life Church. But I also see doors beginning to open to you. Doors where you're going to be able to go through and share with them your story. The story of what God has done. The great work that he has accomplished. But I also see you going to another generation. I know that for Val and I right now, we've been recommissioned to go the millennials. But you know, there's already another generation. The last of the millennials were born in 96. So there's a generation now other than them that are coming up. And we are going to anoint you this day to reach that generation. And some of that generation are your kids and your grandchildren. How many of you want to see them come into the kingdom of God? How many of you want to see them falling in love with Jesus, having their lives transformed? So I want you to extend your hands with me as we recommission Jeremy and Haley for the work to which God has called them. Father, we bless this precious couple today. We thank you for their work of faith, their labor of love, their perseverance of hope. Lord, I thank you that even as Valerie was saying, they've persevered. They've hung in there. They've believed God. They've hoped against hope. And today is the evidence That that hope was not failing. That hope does not disappoint, praise God. That hope is being fulfilled. Father, we recommission them today. Now, as they've grown up in life, in marriage and family and in the church, we recommission them as father and mother to many, to another generation And also to other pastors. Lord, you've anointed me to work with pastors and their families. And Lord, we impart that anointing to them. That they will be able to be a blessing to many. In Jesus' name. And you know, the number 10. I know you've been in ministry 20 years, but it's 10 years. Senior pastors, lead pastors. Well, that means government. That means strength. That means power, that means anointing, that means another level of leadership. And that's what I see by the Spirit. And I want to come against any lying spirit that would try to depress you, to try to tell you that you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that you are a failure. I curse that very mindset right now in the name of Jesus. And I see you grasping the shovel, the the horn, and deciding. And when those things come against you, I am chosen of the Lord. I am anointed of the Lord. I have been called by the Lord to lead this great church. And no devil of hell, no lust of my flesh, or nothing on this earth will derail me from what you've purposed and planned for the two of you together in the name of Jesus. And I hear God saying, look up at the light. Look up. You are established. Ten is government. You are it. That settles it, and that's final. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You agree? So his name means 
His name means God has loosed. He has loosed you from the demands and expectations of men. He has loosed you from the past. And he is released. Whatsoever things are loosed in heaven shall be loosed on this earth. And he has loosed you into your future and your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Let's pray over this church. Father God, I thank you for these men, these women, these boys, these girls, these precious people that have gathered here today in this barn, out here in a pasture, Lord God. We've gathered in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, you're everywhere. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere that we have to go. You're always with us. You never leave us, and you never forsake us. I thank you for all the expressions of these 20 things that Pastor said he loves about this congregation. I pray that every one of us will take that to heart. We will add our yes and amen to it and say we are the family of God. We are the family of New Life Church. We're not just an organization. We're not defined by any building. We are a work of God. And the hand of the Lord is upon us. And He is forging us together that we may be as one according to Jesus' prayer in John 17. That we may be one as He and the Father are one. That we may be one together with them. We thank you for that now, Lord. We thank you that we are really on the threshold of a glorious future and a promise. And we believe all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Bless you, friends. Hallelujah.